As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. We are not good. What? We are not good, Chef. No? What's better than this? Guys being dudes. The Athletic presents Hogan Johns. Why the f*** do I watch this game? One of the local writers, Adam Hoagie, or Hogg, excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. From CHGO, it's Adam Hogue. Hey, George. Hi, Adam. Uh, and from The Athletic, it's Adam Johns. Adam Johns, go ahead. Hey, Matt, how, how you doing? Um, Coach Dicker versus the Hurricane, who would win? Dicka, Dicka. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Dicker. Here they are. Hogan Johns. What's up? Welcome in Hogan Johns with you from Indianapolis. Quite a You keep calling this Indianapolis. It is not Indianapolis. Okay, we are nowhere near Indianapolis. Westfield? We are in Westfield, Indiana. Indiana. We drove through some cornfields to get to this practice facility, but it is, uh, it's actually quite impressive. It must be a thousand, I'm exaggerating, but a thousand soccer fields here. It feels like a thousand. We're not that far from Indy. JJ Stankovic is here. He lives like right there. JJ, how far from here do you live? What? How far from here do you live? I live uh, 15 minutes from here. He lives 15, 15 minutes, minutes from, from here. And he, Covers it's not the like being in Bourbon, eh? Fair. Yeah. Fair enough. Give me a good spot to go tonight because it's not Donlins. Yes. Okay. He, he brought up TJ Donlins. I, I miss Bourbon, eh? Uh, this feels more like training camp, I will say. I like it. But uh, there's an empty chair between us because... The general manager of the Chicago Bears is going to be here with us, Ryan Poles, and uh, our annual training camp interview with the GM. We've been doing basically since we started this podcast, uh, which we always appreciate. We've done it on the road a couple times. We did it in New England one year. I know. Uh, so That was with Ryan Pace. Yeah. Um, where else on the road? I don't I'm not sure. Maybe this is only but, the but Various yeah. locations. Inside Hallis Hall and Fields 3 and 4. Yes. Uh, I feel like we're missing. I think we are missing a city. Denver? Every year. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it all runs together, though. But I love these joint practices. It's a great idea. And the Bears um, are here to get underway. We're going to get right back to right into the interview because that's basically what this episode is going to be. Um, 
just full transparency, we are recording this before the practices have even happened. So we'll be back and come back with actual football from these joint practices um, for you. But we wanted to make sure we got our conversation with Ryan Poles out there for you. So make sure you're following us on Twitter for all the updates from Indy at Adam Hogue, at Adam Johns. Of course, you can read Johnsy on The Athletic. You can find me on CHGO. We'll have practice recap shows uh, each day while we're here as well on CHGO. But without further ado, let's jump right in our conversation with Ryan Poles. Well, we're happy once again to have the general manager of the Chicago Bears with us. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Ryan Poles, we're here in Indianapolis. Kind I, of. Well, we're yeah, we are pretty far outside of India. <laughs> once you actually get down here, like, oh. But this complex is insane. I think we're on a really farm. Nice. A big, couple of baseball fields and soccer yeah. fields on a farm here. You, know, you never got the Bourbon A experience, but this was like. He did as I a did. player. Oh, that's right. Yes. No, you had, yeah. This yeah. is like bourbon on steroids, is yeah. what I was thinking. A lot more open space, yeah. <laughs> um, well, Indy's been an interesting connection for the Bears since I feel like week 18 of last year. You had what happened the last week to secure the number one pick. Right. We were here with you in February for the combine where you kind of announced to the whole league that, hey, the pick's for sale. Yep. You end up getting DJ Moore and a whole lot more. Now, back here for training camp practices. Right. I don't know if you think about that. We think about that kind of stuff. I just find that interesting, like the connections here. Right. No, I'm always thinking ahead. <laughs> Straightforward. So, got to stay on our toes. But yeah, it's been a cool experience to go through and kind of seeing what the team's becoming. Um, it's been cool. So, one of those players Adam just mentioned is, is obviously DJ Moore. Has he been everything maybe up to this point you, you hoped he would be when you, you put him in that trade? Yeah, as a player, absolutely. Um, it, just the playmaking on a consistent basis has been really cool to see. Um, I was actually telling him, just kind of, I was proud of him and, and everything that he's done so far. It, the dependability piece is, is the part that gets you excited. It's, it's every practice, there's something, there's multiple plays that it's helping the team, helping the offense. Um, where I think he really exceeded my expectations is the person. Um, just a great guy, always a smile on his face. He works hard every day. Um, family man, just gets along with everyone in the locker room. So it's been a really uh, a seamless, you know, process to get him onboarded and, and going. So it's been cool. Can you talk about maybe some of those multiple ways? Obviously, Tyreek Stevenson has had his hands full since the start of camp. Yeah. But the the layers that I guess the the layers of impact. Yeah. That that he's had maybe football wise, and then maybe in the locker room. Yeah, I would. I mean. The layers I'd start with just the competition. You have a young corner, um, really from Tyreek to to Jalen, to see a receiver his caliber every single day. Um, really have, to, I mean, you got to be focused. You got to be dialed in. Uh, if you're gonna get beat. You got to have a short memory. So he's really helping yeah. the others, you know, grow as well, just based on the competition and the skill set. So it's gonna help us big time. I've been a fan of his just as a player for a long time. It goes back to when he was in Maryland. Yeah. I was on the sidelines with Northwestern. He put up 10 catches, 200-something yards, right. two touchdowns. Yeah. Just so dominant um, with his route running after the catch. Is he? Do you consider him one of those players that you know Scott would for, refer to as a multiplier, where he just yeah. he just instantly came in and kind of made your whole offense better? Yeah, absolutely a multiplier. You can even see with our quarterback. You know, Justin's. Um, trusting him so fast I mean when you talk about throwing a guy open giving him opportunities to make plays he lets it rip um, and there were some times last year where it just that part wasn't there all the time 
and he's really gained his trust fast, which, you know, when you have a quarterback and receiver, you got to establish that quickly, and, and they did. So One thing we've talked about is how, it's, how this move is like part of a trend. Stephon Diggs, he helps Josh Allen. Josh Allen helps him. Yep. A.J. Brown helps Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts helps him. Like, right. they ascend together. The numbers yep. go up together. So right. to see that instant connection to, to – st- like, actually, let's go back to that. Like, what do you think of that trend? And then do you see that trend maybe come to fruition here, at least in their early going? Yeah, I think it makes sense. I mean, as a quarterback, you need to establish some confidence. Um and then there's going to be times where things break down. And you're going to have to give guys opportunity, opportunities to make plays for you. And um, they're going to get you out of some of those tough spots when maybe it's not an easy read or things break down. Um, so as confidence goes up, they start to have that same trust and, um, you know, belief in the other guys to make plays too. So I, I, I even see this as something that's going to be contagious and, you know, continue to grow with Mooney and continue to grow with Cole and the other guys. So, um it's it's been a cool process to go through and you're right i mean the trend's there but i think it comes down to how hard the quarterback position is and if you kind of have a guy that can be you know duct tape you know when you need it i think that's important that's what he he brings so your practices i mean we've been at bears training camps for a long time now i i feel like this has been the most competitive training camp i've seen in a while Um, and even the back and forth, offense wins one day, defense wins. Usually it's like feels like it's lopsided one way or the other. Yeah. And it seems like it's really been a back and forth. I'm just curious, like, the, what do you like about the way that your guys are practicing right now in camp? Because to me, it's like really stood out as different in a, in a good way. Yeah. I'd go back to last year. You know, it, it took some time, but we were able to really set a standard how we're going to operate in terms of how we're going to compete every single day. Um, and that's been contagious, and, and it really carried over from last year to this year. Now we've been able to add even more talent, so that's kind of increased even more. And then I really think you know that's part of scouting too. You want to keep bringing guys in that are highly competitive guys that have a passion for football. They care if they win or lose. They care if they leave that field that day and their side of the ball didn't have a good day. They're going to want to get back out and, and have a good day the next day. So. Um, I think it has a lot to do with the standard we put in place last year, but also the people that we brought in. When you're watching maybe some of those battles, which positions are starting to really stand out to you in terms of like, you know what, we did add a lot of talent there and we're starting to see yeah. that maybe we have something really good here. Is it is it the secondary? Is it the defensive end battle that's brewing after the first preseason game? Yeah, the one that stands out is the defensive end battle. Um, yeah. A lot of guys in the room, a lot of good players in the room. Um, you know, <laughs> Cutdown day is going to be a lot harder than what it was um, last year, and that means I think we're doing the right thing. Um, but you could just see the effort that the guys played with last year or this past week in the preseason game is in terms of wanting to affect the game and 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 stand out, which is good to see. It, it surprised me to see. I, I know the depth charts that are released publicly only matters so mm-hmm. much, but to see Travis Gibson last on that depth chart stood out to us when we talked about it last week. And then he came out like his hair was on fire in that right. game the other day right. and played great. So I assume that's just one of the one of the examples of what you're talking about. And then those third rounders you picked up, I think they're both ex third rounders that you you picked up from other teams. 
change of scenery? Like, what's going on there? Because both of those guys have really stood out. Even going back to OTAs, I know they're not wearing pads, but yeah. um, Rasheem Green and Terrell Lewis, like, they've had really good practices. Yeah, like. I think it's a competitive room in terms of they got to go and they got to perform at a high level to make the team and to have a role that's going to help them be successful as we go forward. Um, yeah, you know. <laughs> The more talent you add, the more competition there is, and it's it's good to see. The depth chart is tricky early, you know. Yeah. Um, it's hard to set those things right now. Uh, we take not too much time to do that um, because we know it's going to play out once we start playing games. You know, there's a lot of times we're in practice. There's guys that will do well in practice, but when the lights come on, it's a different deal. So um, it's very fluid at this time. And But... You know, I've been an athlete before, you know, you, you see that and, and that might motivate you to, to do some other things and, and stand out. Um, so that was clear. How many running backs is too many running backs? Yeah. <laughs> it seems like in terms of, well, you lose David Montgomery free agency, but yeah. that position seems deeper, stronger, just a lot of players who could contribute with, with the first team there. Yeah, and there's a lot of uh, different styles in that group too. Um, and then when you look at special teams and add that part into it, um, again, that's going to be a really tough battle all the way down to the very end in terms of, you know, where they are in the depth chart and who gets the carries early and, and who makes the team. So, um, again, that's to me, that speaks volumes on our front office in terms of just being relentless of adding talent, um, creating competitive situations where everyone's got to be at their best. You mentioned special teams. Are, are some positions, maybe in your opinion or – philosophically or, or, or historically yep. maybe better at special teams in terms of like filling them out than others you always think about defensive backs and maybe the tight ends there is like yeah. extra blockers but is there one that stands out to you um not really it, they come in all different you know shapes and sizes um could be defensive ends and then obviously the skill position because of speed they're gonna have an impact on teams and and hold most of the uh the roster spots there um so no it's not one specific position at all um, but again that's a part of our roster in terms of building a roster that makes it really interesting on the back end of some of the positions because if you have a guy that yeah. might have make a couple more plays on offense or defense but yet isn't um, at a certain level on special teams that's going to be tough you know to make it that way so they're going to have to really adapt to that and, and find a way to make plays on special Because I feel teams. like you got some deep positions where yep. some of those guys, whether yep. it's the sixth receiver or, or the fifth linebacker, yeah. I mean, they're kind of competing with, with each other in a sense, even yep. though different positions. Correct. Yeah. Yep. Correct. For the record, you asked a special teams question. I did, me. yeah. <laughs> but I do have a follow-up. Um, <laughs> of course you do. Uh, okay, so we all saw Velas struggle with the punt yeah. on, on Saturday, and it's been something that you guys have been working on all offseason. Right. I'm wondering, like, at, at what point do you just have to say the guy's not a punt returner? He's a very good kick returner. Maybe he just can't be a punt returner. And then second part of that is if he can't just do that part, but he's a good kick returner, yep. can he still make the team? Yeah, he's got a skill set that, you know, and we saw that a little bit uh, last year in terms of how he was used on the offense um, to create explosive plays. Um, so I do think there's a role there. Um, we're going to continue to to invest our time and resources and everything into getting back to being a, a good punt returner. We watched it in college at a, a very high level in a in the SEC, so I believe it's there. Um, we got to work out some of the issues that he's had. Um, you know, I know this past uh, preseason game he was backed up 
that punter was is unbelievable, and he ended up kicking a few really short, and it kind of threw him off his game. That's a part of the game too, um, so he's going to have to make adjustments. But we're going to keep working with him and and see how it works out. One of the players he's competing with is is Tyler Scott. Yep. Just in general, not not just him, but your your draft class. Yeah. Like I'm I'm not sure if like you you take first impressions and go far with them, but at least when we're watching, like you're starting to see glimpses already. Like oh. This could be a good group. Yeah, we yeah. like it. We like it. Yes, yeah. yeah I do too. Yes, yeah. yeah. So just like the, the sense you have early on for yeah. some of these run guys, run, run guys, young yeah. guys, yeah. making an impression for it. Yeah, uh, I've been really excited about it. Uh, again, it speaks volumes on our, our staff and how well we did, you know, in the draft. I do think it's early. We got a long ways to go. We all have these like check boxes through the process. It's rookie mini camp. You're like, all right, did everyone look normal? Because I've been in rookie mini classes where guys show up and you're like, uh oh. First impressions yeah. can matter. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. not good. And then, and then you want to get into training camp. Like, can they retain everything from from the spring and, and bring it to training camp? And are they in shape? And you get that over and done with. And then it's like, okay, I've seen everything in helmets and shorts. Can they do it with contact when we put the pads on? And and then from there, it's just this mental game where it gets hard and you're sore can they fight through that have the mental toughness to play at a high level while tired or a little dinged up from training camp and then you get into the game so um we're moving through that process and i'm really excited about the class and i think these guys are going to be you know part of the foundation as we move forward in the next few years well one of those areas that uh with one of those rookies getting back to how you guys have been practicing the way that tyreek stevenson has Mm -hmm. i feel like battled through whether it's, you know, a bad rep here or Chase Claypool yapping at him throughout yeah. practice or something yeah. like that. Like, I like how he has responded. Even in the game Saturday, you know, right. loses the guy in coverage, first play, but then... Like, Seven tackles. But then he played yeah. well after that. Yeah. Um, how much do you feel like that, that some of that back and forth during practice? I know that can be a fine line. You don't want to go right. over, over the line too much. Yeah. Maybe it has once or twice so yeah. far, but has that helped him? To this point yeah I think it has you know he's one of those guys Miami guy you know that has that swagger to him and confidence about himself I went up to him uh before the game and I said hey man it's the same game you've been playing since you're a kid and he looked at me he's like I'm not even nervous my heart rate's not even up like I'm ready to go so um he believes in himself and that's obviously a big big trait at the corner position um we're really proud of that kid he's 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 not gonna fold he's just gonna keep battling and um, we've pressed him, uh, Coach Hoax, hard on him. I mean, really hard on him, and he eats it up and, and lug, likes the feedback and wants to be really, really good. So um, really proud of that kid where he is so far, and, and I think this is the floor and the ceiling's pretty high. There was a point, I want to say early on in camp, where it looked like Terrell Smith actually might be the better player, yeah. at least in some practices, yeah. some some drills. What did you like about that competition they're really going? I know an injury kind of slowed things up there mm-hmm. in terms of that compete level, but like, what did you like? What did you see from, from Smith that yeah. may last here? It's interesting because they're so different, the yeah. two of them. Um, one isn't going to say a word at all, and uh, the other one's going to talk a lot. And, but yet, when the ball snaps, you know, the skill set for both of them is, is really intriguing. It's long, it's fast, it's twitchy. Um, and they can make plays on the ball, which is cool. So that competition is going to be really good. I'm excited for him to get back, you know, from from being injured and uh, and contributing this year. Claypool is one player that that Adam brought up. Yeah, 
That edge he showed, at least in that one practice, we're right there. We could hear everything he's saying, and he yep. is on Stevenson like yeah. hard, almost like whoa, yeah. buddy. Like, I was surprised the coach didn't step in at one yeah. point. Yeah, but he 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 was on him, and which is fine. It's it's they're competing. Yep. That edge that's been been coming out. Yep. Him and Eddie Jackson getting in it. Like, what yep. do you like about that, and what are you seeing from him that's different this year than when he came here late last year after the trade? Yeah. He's been he's been dialed in. He wants to have a good season. He wants to contribute for for our team to be successful. We want to make make plays for our offense and for Justin. So, you know, and I do like the edge, you know, that he brings. And actually, was did a little presentation on. Um, Flus had us kind of go through everyone that had been to the Super Bowl. What were the common traits that the Super Bowl teams had? And and playing with that edge um, was one of them that stood out. And actually did some video from our sidelines through the Super Bowl run in 19. Um, and I think you need that. I think you need that edge. It raises the level for everybody. Um, it's part of, your, you know, the identity that you want. So you guys are actually analyzing, like, what's going on in the sidelines during games? Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. Yeah. We used – so the staff that had been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. We talked about the common – Themes and traits and characteristics of those teams. Okay, I was able to show we had like a mic'd up all the Super Bowls. Oh, got it. Up. Okay, so yeah, yeah. We're showing yeah. examples of, of that. So like what's healthy, what's not on the sidelines. Yeah, and we games. and yeah. Flues talks about that too because yeah. you you do want to stay in between the lines and you are teammates, um, which is important to, to make sure that's all tight. So every once in a while you got to dial the guys in, especially in the middle of training yeah. camp. A guy like Demarcus like, Walker. Yeah, like everyone's <laughs> sick of hitting each other, so um, that happens and. That's why we're here. Yeah. He seems to have a lot of edge to him. Some of yeah. that, what, what you're, we're talking about. Like, yeah. It, I know he hasn't played, played a bunch, but yep. like he seems to have that just naturally exuding out of him. Yeah. You know, it's the competitive fire, you know, it's the ability to bring energy and it's contagious. Uh, you need guys like that. I, I know you guys have been pretty clear about your talking about injuries, not talking about them, mm -hmm. but like at what point, there's been a lot of guys out. It doesn't sound like anything's yeah. necessarily serious, but you know, mispractices mm -hmm. start to add up. At what point is at, as a GM do you start to get frustrated that some of those guys aren't out there? Yeah, you always get frustrated. You want a 100% participation. Um, we actually tracked that. We reviewed it every every year. We're significantly lower than where we were last year. Um, so we're turning in the right direction. There's some tweaks that we continue to make. Um, but at the same time, um, Regardless if I was here in KC, there's always that middle period where there's a little bit of soft tissue, and what you want is to make sure everything kind of stays in a certain time frame, and it's it's not long or you know into the regular season. So right now we're in a, a really good place with that. Obviously, yeah, the the little tweaks and stuff that last a week, two weeks, three weeks um, hurts everyone kind of getting on the same page. We've had enough reps with it where I feel okay. Um, but I do feel like we're turning in the right well, direction, and, too. And one of those guys I'm, I'm wondering most about is Nate Davis because you mm -hmm. signed him in the offseason, yep. big contract. Right. And not that it's the end of the world, but it's a little unusual that a guy signing with a new team isn't there in OTAs. It happens. Yep. Um, then he's been out. I, do you still feel like there's enough time here that whatever chemistry needs to be built up yep. with the offensive line, that that missed time, which I'm sure you weren't completely happy about, will be right. okay? Yeah. No, we talked through that, too. You do want – the whole group together so you can work on that communication and, and gel together um again with him i felt like we've had you know some weeks where we were able to put the whole group together obviously we want more um but again with him he's trending in the right direction um obviously the offseason stuff is um there's other factors there too you know it, it, there's 
things in people's lives that happen that you got to attend to. So um, you communicate through those. So we're trending in the right direction where we have enough time for him to get back and kind of mesh with everybody. When you have those five together, what do you have? How, how would you describe what you have with those? It, it, it's a different look. Some, some same faces, yeah. but different places. Yeah. No, I think you have a combination of strength and power along with athleticism. And in this scheme that we run, that's what you, you want. You want to have the ability to run you know, wide zones and get out and reach people, but all, at the same time be able to, to get vertical and get vertical push and more of a gap scheme. Um, so the versatility in the run games, um, as well as creating you know, anchor and creating depth in the pocket for Justin and, and any quarterback is important too. So I think we have um, that combination of athleticism and strength and power and size and width to do a little bit of everything. And a couple of players that seem to take that extra step in terms of pancakes. Yeah. Devin Jenkins, we know Darnell Wright has that side to him. Yep. I mean, that carries weight. In for that sure. locker room, I guess, immensely. Yeah, yeah, and, and for your opponent, too. You want to be able to wear teams down in the fourth quarter, and and that style um, does that. Um, and really, Braxton's another one that's been able to do that. And, again, he's a, one of those guys that can do both. I mean, you saw him out on that screen getting out and running. So, um, yeah, it's it's a good group. Um, got to get them all together on a consistent basis. But once we get that, we'll be good. And the other thing, too, is I talked about this, I think, in one of the press conferences I did early in my career I like kind of not panic but like get frustrated with guys being out that kind of simulates the season like there's going to be things that happen and that next guy's got to to step in and this allows us to see who those guys are that can step in and fill in and do a good job I thought Jatari did a, a great job in this preseason yeah. and he's growing too which is which is outstanding for him and for us yeah you kind of probably knew when you drafted him that it was going to be somewhat of a project but yep. he, he seems like he's really yeah stepped up here in this month especially with guys being out yeah. all of a sudden kind of like the defensive ends you, you might have more depth there than maybe you thought yeah you know and Jatari I was proud of his work I think this offseason I mean him and Braxton they were like brothers you know they were doing everything together uh, they both spent time with Olin uh, Krutz working on different things and really investing in, in their craft and and trying to improve and I think they both have so in a few weeks maybe take us inside your well, your office a bit when you, when you have these intense discussions, yeah. like when you have coaches maybe banging on a table yeah. for guys, like what's that like? How is that different than maybe the draft? Yeah, it's tough. Um, first of all, the cut down days, one of the hardest days um, that you can have on the job because uh, you got to hand out so much bad news. At the same time, you're also excited for the guys that made it. Um, but yeah, it, it's, a, it's, it's a process where we you know, talk to our coaches in terms of, we talk about active roster versus inactives. We talk about um, guys that can develop and take the next step that might need a little bit more time. We talk, uh, the special teams coaches go nuts during during this process too, because <laughs> yeah. they are fighting for their guys. Like, I don't care what he does on offense or defense, I need him on kickoff coverage or punt um, protection. So, um, they get their time to talk, and usually they come by late at night and, and ask for a little bit more time, um, which is always interesting. But, uh, yeah, you take all that information in. And then then for me, and I've talked about this a bunch in every part of the process, I have to, to look at now what helps us now. And then also take a peek down the road and see, you know, in terms of development and uh, contracts and all of these different things to see, is this going to help us long term um, as well? So. All of that goes into it. It's a lot of, it's a huge complex puzzle. It takes a little bit of time, but 
um, it's fun. I love it, and um, it's it's a good challenge. Fans always worry about like the waiver wire. Like you can't cut him. There's no way he's returning to like to, to the active roster. You know, you can't. Get, or there's no way he's getting back to the practice squad. Right. Like, do you think about that? Do you worry about yeah. like does that come up in conversation? Like we cannot release him because I know for a fact he'll be uh, he'll be claimed. No, yeah. That's a huge part of it. When I talk about kind of long term thinking, that's a big part of it, and um, it's nerve wracking a little bit. But we use some analytics um as a part of our process to give us percentages of of guys making it through or not uh, we look at the tape um to see like was there enough that he did to stand out um but yeah it's you're holding your breath sometimes for those guys that you you really want to spend more time with but they may not be ready right now um, and need a little bit more time um to help your team so that's a, it's it's a fun process though. Uh, I'm sure there's some surprises too, both ways. Like you're like, wow, I can't believe that guy got claimed, or wow, he actually made it through. Didn't think he would. Yeah. Yep. Does, does that happen every year? Yeah, it happens yeah. every year. I guess it's not a, a huge surprise just because everyone's trying to contest a roster down to the 53. Um, so for some teams, it's not an easy ad just to throw another person on there for a developmental purposes because um, they need to play games as well yeah yeah so. i was gonna say like you've, you've been at this a long time so like i want to leave it with this like there's got to be stories of like coaches trying to like hide guys or teams trying to like hide guys like you know let's keep them out of this preseason game let's take them out early or don't yeah. throw the ball his way because we don't want to lose him we like him he's got he needs to develop but yeah we don't want to lose him per se yeah i wouldn't say so much not throwing the ball or, or giving opportunities but just guys will play one one game in the preseason and disappear with no injuries, and you're like, that's kind of weird. You almost <laughs> want to just like claim them just to take a shot in the dark. But, yeah. Um, yeah, there's different ways that that goes down. You know, I, I struggle with that for our guys just because you you, you got to see it, right? You gotta, yeah. To me, there's a difference between practice and, and preseason games. So you got to see guys play, and you got to throw the ball up and see if they're going to go make a play or not. So, um, but yeah, there's all kinds of things that are weird that you're wondering why a guy that – had traits or you thought was a good player isn't playing much and so yeah. I, I have one more for you because mm -hmm. uh, I feel bad at the beginning of the interview that I didn't give you credit for being a Bourbonnais oh like, yeah but my but my point is like come on so, so, no yeah no I should remember that but you were there and but how, my, my question is how much do you think that your experience as a player that um, you know for lack of a better word is like maybe a forgotten guy from training camp mm -hmm. has helped you so much as a general manager just having that perspective that that you gained that that summer in bourbon a. yeah you see the full spectrum from the first round pick to the bottom of the the roster of the guys that came in and got no signing bonus and they're out just competing to, to make a spot or even a practice squad spot um so the other the part of that is just kind of communicating and and giving some love to the guys that you see are, are working hard um because sometimes you're kind of looking around as like, is that guy going to cut me right now? Like you're, you're on edge all the time. So I'm aware of that probably a little bit more than, than most. St. Elmo's guy or prime 47 guy? What's that? Are you St. Elmo's guy or prime 47? Uh, Since we're here in Indy. I do both. <laughs> I do both. Yeah. I'd probably go with uh, St. Elmo's though. If I had to pick one. Safe choice. There you go. <laughs> uh, Ryan, thanks so much for joining us. We cool. always appreciate it. And I uh, hope you guys have a great, productive week here in Indianapolis. Healthy week. Yes, that too. Healthy week. Healthy. Yes. Yep. All right. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. so much. Thank you.
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. If you're like me, you believe there needs to be more stylish, functional, business, casual menswear that is both high quality and durable that can withstand your day. I'm talking about maybe hanging out in the press box, Watching the game later with your friends, maybe get a quick nine holes in. That's why men's closets were due for a radical reinvention, and Roan stepped up to the challenge. Roan's commuter collection is the most comfortable, breathable, and truly versatile set of products known to man. They have products for every occasion. We're talking about the world's most comfortable pants, dress shirts, quarter zips, polos, and blazers. They look great as individual pieces, maybe with a Hogan John's polo or quarter zip, but they also work seamlessly together. Rowan's signature four-way stretch fabric is breathable, flexible, works everywhere from your commute to work to the 19th hole. It's time for unparalleled confidence without all the hassle. Rowan's commuter collection features wrinkle release technology and is 100% machine washable. Looking good is that easy. The commuter collection can get you through any workday and straight into whatever comes next. Head to roan.com slash Adam and use promo code Adam to save 20% off your entire order. That's 20% off your entire order when you head to rhone.com slash Adam and use code Adam. It's time to find your corner office comfort. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Johns. Well, interesting conversation with Ryan Poles. And I think we can safely say the vibes are good right now. Like, we've been doing this interview many years. And, like, even when we talked to Ryan last year, like, we all knew what was coming. Maybe not the first overall pick, but we knew that they were in a full rebuild. And you could just tell from hearing him talk up this rookie class that that confidence is genuine. Yeah. And that there's just more competition overall here. We feel it's a better team. And I think even, I, I don't think we get car- too carried away with like first impressions, like your sense of, of training camp. Cause we've been at this a while. He's been at it longer than us. Like he feels that like this is a better team. I mean, he's basically saying that you see it on the field. It's a better roster. There's better competitions. There's just more talent in important positions. And he should feel good about what he accomplished. And really, if you think about it, in only two years of roster turnover as well. Think yeah. about that. Yeah, it's it's Two draft fast. classes. Yeah. One only, only one real run of free agency. 
Because right. he, he didn't really volunteer. He didn't have he didn't the space to do it. last year. Yeah. No, last year, you know. Now, let's not get carried away. Like, I, I also think, and this is, I would compliment everyone involved. Like, most, whether it's fans, media. Like, again, I feel like most people are on the same page this year. Yeah. It's a better team. No one's thinking Super Bowl here. No one's, you know, talking. I think the division possibly, because, especially because Aaron Rodgers isn't there anymore. Um, and maybe we should have talked to Ryan more about the division. But, um I, I stuff for grabs. It, it's it's in the conversation yeah. that that they can make a run at the division, and I think that that would be a fair expectation. I like what he said about DJ Moore, and I, I don't think you could say enough just in terms of what his impact has meant. It's not just like Justin Fields. What did he call him? Duct tape for for, yeah. for Justin Fields. I, I like that description, but it's. It's the competition with the young cornerbacks, right? It's putting pressure on the entire secondary to know where he is. It's opening up things for Darnell Mooney. There's such a ripple effect that you're seeing with the, the addition of DJ Moore. You can't say enough good things. I think he said a lot, but he can even go on. He can do a whole podcast just talking about all the layers that DJ Moore has kind of really brought to this team. Well, and he really has been that good. I say it almost every day. He's the best player on the field. It's just so obvious. I'm excited now that they're here in Indy to go up against the Colts to see, you know, how the rosters compare and, you know, where the Colts are this year. We don't have to get too deep in the weeds on this because the practices haven't happened, but I feel like the Bears should come out of this these few days as thinking they're the better team. They yeah. should be the better team. Yeah, on paper they're the better team. Yeah. And we didn't we wouldn't have said that last year. I don't think we said that once going into any game last year, and that's why you had a three-win season. It got progressively worse too, as you traded, you know, your your two best players, you know, arguably. But it's a it's a better vibe. There's there's a better level of competition, and I think Ryan Poles can confidently like believe those things by what we're all seeing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well. Whatever happens down here in Indy, we'll have it covered for you when the practices are over. We'll probably get back together Friday to recap everything from Wednesday and Thursday before Saturday's game against the Colts. Uh, in the meantime, we'll have you covered. We'll have practice recap shows on CHGO uh, both Wednesday and Thursday night. And then, of course, Johnsy's down here uh, with all the coverage in The Athletic. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns is where you go to uh, – Get subscribed and I'll get all the coverage from the athletic merchandise. We're gonna see any down here in India. I hope so. I think I've seen shirts. one already. I want to know how my dad got his Hogan Johns polo before me. Yeah, yeah. Or you? Yeah. What's Sorry. up with that? I don't know. He looks good though. Looks sharp. Yeah. Can't um, wait to wear it. It looks really good. So hopefully people are buying those obviousshirts.com. Uh, we thank you so much for the support, as always. He must uh, have pre-ordered somehow. Yeah, I don't know how he did that. It's, Grandpas are smart. It's, it's messed up. Um, all right, well, thanks to Ryan Poles for joining us again. We will be back Friday to recap everything from these two practices against the Colts. We'll talk to you then. See ya. Hoag, 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 Hoag,